0: Follow along on my journey of learning from the best backcountry hunters each week as we explore valuable information I use to find success in the backcountry. Let's get to the show. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Finding Backcountry podcast. And, you know, this is, I've been kind of dormant and I've explained that over the last couple episodes, you know, just for this reason or that reason. Um, but you know i've been trying to kick these things back off and this is this is one of the big reasons right i mean this is i i i literally just try to bring value on these and um you know whether that's through hunt hunt stories hunt stuff uh other guests you know talking about their experiences and how they're successful but this um you know this caught my attention john reached out to me i've got um john stallone on how we doing buddy Good back, man. How back yours? on i'm doing good man um yeah it's
1: been a while right yeah the last time i was on i think we talked about what antelope hunting or something like that uh we waiting. did an antelope
0: and then a, uh, I think a mule deer
1: anyway yeah oh mule deer yeah you came on my podcast i
0: before. came on that's what it was yeah we came yeah. on yours yeah. um yeah that was re- recent but um anyway this is things like this w- that we're going to talk about, um, are, you know, just another one of the reasons that I, I love doing this podcast because, um, you know, John can hit me up and not that this wasn't on my radar, but you know, it kind of brought it to the forefront and I really realized what was going on. And then I started seeing it pop on social media and guess what? This isn't the 1950s anymore, right? No. There's not, there's not three, there's not three newscast um places that own all the you know t v shows or the radio you know four radio programs. We can literally jump on here and have an emergency press conference, so to speak mm-hmm. um blast out an issue that's affecting us right now. I'll have this edited and flipped back around hopefully you know within the week and Um, we can fight fire with fire, so to speak. We can rally our troops, um, when we need to. And it's, you know, it's the blessing and the curse of, I guess, social and podcasting and, you know, all this free forms of communication. Um, and as long as we use it to our advantage, then, then that's, then then it's good. Right. So exactly. And that's, that's exactly what we're here for. Kind of emergency press conference. I've got John Stallone on, um, and there's just, there's some issues involving hunting that uh need to be discussed and you know frankly we need you guys to step up and and take some action right and we'll talk about that um you know as we get going here uh, John's going to explain you know his background and what's going on um you know specifically in the state of Arizona but this is starting to pop all over if you haven't noticed No right? it's not yeah it, Washington not right just, now
1: it's Washington um, or Colorado California Colorado yes yeah. Um, I'm I i won't be surprised. We'll see it in a few more states. what And this is just what has been, you know, brought to our attention. Um, you know, Health Wallets getting involved in the whole country. Um, so the more we hear back from our liaisons from different states, we'll, we'll be able to uh, add more and more uh, actions to our platform. That need, you know, the need, the attention of the of the sportsman.
0: Yeah, and and what we're talking about specifically, um what what are we talking about specifically in Arizona, uh, John?
1: Well, Arizona uh, happens to be the the one that's the easiest for us to to deal with because it's it's so uh, in its infant states, basically. So, what's going on in Arizona specifically right now is we are in every five years the Game and Fish Commission has to evaluate all the rules and regulations and kind of take a look at everything, and uh, and they come come up with the next five years of planning. Sometimes it's just status quo, but some of you know that's where the major changes are made in this five-year period. And right before that, they open up what's called the you know the public comment or the uh, open comment section and it, and it's from January 1st to January 31st. And what's happening is there's a bunch of non-hunting or anti-hunting, I shouldn't say non-hunting, anti-hunting um, groups and followers. It's really HUSIS, which is Humane Society of um, the United States is kind of pushing it, but it's another um, local uh, Arizona Mountain Lion Society or something organization, I can't remember exactly the name, and some other smaller, even smaller group that's out of Tucson that is uh is pushing for the ban of mountain lion hunting, bobcat hunting, and bear hunting in Arizona. And what they're doing is they're making all these comments during this free open comment period to make it look like the public doesn't want it. And the shitty thing about that, excuse my French, the crappy thing about that is that we didn't know what was going on, right? We happened to find out five days into the open comment period that they were already doing this. We were five days behind the you know, the eight ball, and it was only because there was a I'm gonna use the word leaked mm. email internally from the game and fish department said hey i see all these comments coming in from anti hunting groups about you know banning arizona lion bobcat and bear hunting so is this stuff i don't see any i don't see any comments from you know yeah from the hunters wink wink because we're basically
0: we're we're rolling in you know over just status quo we're just kind of you know, Hey, all's well in, in, uh, you know, in the world and we're just kind of going about our business, not on our radar. Is this like, is this super low key where they, there's no way other than someone leaking this, that we would find this stuff out? Or is this kind of, we
1: wouldn't have found, we wouldn't have found out. So the the comment period was closed and it now would have been put on the agenda for that's scary. Yeah. It's sneaky. It's very sneaky. And this is the kind of stuff that they do. This is their their MO, you know. Um, they're always working when we're, if you notice, all these, all these things hit when we are the most preoccupied. So, like, right now, Arizona, next to elk hunting, this is our biggest period for hunting right now. It's over-the-counter archer deer during the rut. Like, everybody's hunting. Nobody's paying attention you know, and it's also during the elk draw. So everybody's thinking about these things right now, not really thinking about well, and the, the I- guy that's sneaking around yeah. the corner and, you know, stuff in yeah. the ballot box.
0: The me. irony of all the irony of any time of year is that guess what? The reason that we understand what we understand about a healthy ecosystem and wildlife, you know, predator management and just the whole the conservation in general is because we're the ones that are out in the field doing stuff. Right. The irony of what you just said is like, yeah. we're the people that should be ha- cast in the vote, not these, you know, and then these, these people who are, like you said, they're not out doing stuff in the, in the outdoors, you know, they're not out right. fishing and hunting no. and stuff like that. They don't have a, they, they obviously are, you know, not trying to have a clue. They're just at have an agenda. They're not, you know,
1: well, the, no the agenda is the funny thing is it's really not funny it's actually quite sad is that Houston really preys on its on its followers. It's a money making machine. The president makes like what seven hundred fifty thousand dollars salary yeah come on it's a non profit who the hell makes a hundred seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> Nobody on the board makes less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. yeah that's ridiculous sign me up you know
0: (laughs) so so they they catch wind of this the again the the two-edged sword of social media and the world we live in now with communication Uh is they rally their their people they send out emails and they get hey this one's flying under the radar let's jump on this we can do some damage and here we are what I mean what legitimately, real quick, what would happen if we didn't, you know, just this just went on like it is and all of a sudden we get punched in the mouth and we're not we don't know what's going on and they
1: what what it's tough it's tough to say in Arizona because of the way the system works. We don't have a ballot box like a lot of other states do. Uh it doesn't like California it becomes a bill and has to go to the house and this and that, like it it's different. The game commission is the final say on everything. So
0: and you know they're appointed.
1: They're appointed. They're appointed the, by the governor.
0: Okay.
1: By the governor, yeah. And there's five of them. Um in, in Arizona. There's some good laws here that should be put in place in other states, but it's not perfect. Yeah. So they're appointed by the governor. Uh, No, there's, like I said, there's five total. No one can be from the same county. So everybody, you know, it's a wider representation of the state. Uh, And there can't be more than three of the same political party. So you couldn't have three Republicans and two Democrats or vice versa. Um, Ideally, it would be great if you had two, two and one independent. Um, But... flaw and this is a flaw that i'm seeing across the united states or especially the western united states where there's game commissions back east doesn't work midwest is a little different like i think they're a little bit more sensible about the way they go about their wildlife management stuff and and that's scary to say that somebody back east where there's a lot of um liberal stuff going on over there but The and I hate to make it about that because this shouldn't be political. This is an apolitical thing, you know. And um, but unfortunately, politics seems to make its way into everything right now. But the thing is, um, what needs to happen is that we need to push one of the main things that we need to do as a as a group, as a community, the hunting community, needs to make sure that we get laws passed. That say you cannot be on a game and fish commission unless you are a sportsman, a verified sportsman of at least 10 years. You know, that means I want to go back into your Facebook page ten years ago when I want to see some grip and grin photos, you know. (laughs) I want I mean, I'm making light of it, but the truth of the matter is, so like Oregon and Washington right now, they they have the you know, the foxes garden a head house over there. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, we, we well, don't have people because are...
0: when you've got a governor, that I mean that that's just, you know, uh, uh voted in by the people and the the entire state, right? Nothing to do with sportsmen specifically. Right. Um, and they're just, just in, picking and they're the, picking and, their buddies. <laughs> and of course right, and of course, you know, in states like Washington and Oregon and California, they're gonna be extremely uh, yeah. liberal, you know, typically, and then, like you said, they're going to not only pick their buddies, but they're going to pick strategically so that they have an agenda to end stuff like this, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and, and again, to be clear in Arizona, we're talking, um, predator management altogether.
1: Oh yeah. They want to completely ban it. Yeah. They want to completely ban it. So we could touch, we could touch on some of that. You yeah. And I, 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 you know, I've said it on, a couple of podcasts now, whatever. So I don't want to beat it over the head. No, I don't. I'm, I'm hoping that you have you have the have a different yeah. listenership. You listen, know, all
0: but... three of my yeah, all three of my followers are loyal to me, and they only <laughs> they exactly. only they only listen to my podcast. So um, the problem with that, as uh, I was listening to you talk about this on another podcast, and mm-hmm. and this is something that you know when you get into this predator management gray area with a lot of non-hunters right because they they kind of understand deer hunting or they kind of understand elk hunting because they can see the, can eat it. right field to table they they get it right they they probably mm-hmm. eat beef or they eat chicken and they can see the parallel and they get it they really have a hard time with predators okay mm-hmm. and 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 here's why we manage predators. And I'm going to go even one step further with all of this that I don't think gets talked about ever that I've heard of, but if you're going to play God, so to speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're going to manage and, and use one resource and, and take, you know, X number of deer and X number of elk and javelina and whatever you guys have down there, coo deer, right. then you have to manage the other ones. Otherwise, it's you can't have you know you can't have all the predators you know not being checked right so to speak right Um uh, right. so so the question then comes up well why why not why not stop hunting the deer and the elk and the javelina and let it balance itself out and would it you know what i'm actually convinced that it would because it did it long before we ever came along but if we're gonna step in Okay, and here's the key, and here's the part that I don't think gets talked about enough. I don't know if you're a religious person, John. Um, this podcast, we openly talk about you know, God and um, believing in a higher power. If you understand just a little bit of the Bible, um, God put animals on the planet for man's benefit. Period. It's what gives us the right to hunt. It's what gives us the right to take deer and elk and antelope. And because we're doing that, it's almost unnecessary. We have to step in and as stewards over the deer and the elk and antelope and ungulates and all those things that we do eat and not that we don't eat a lion or a bear, but, um, you know, when we're talking predator management, we have to be responsible enough to manage the predators. If we're going to again, step in and handpick some of these other ones and, 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 you know, control the herd, so to speak, right? Um, right. And and again, I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, uh, but every time I hear this attack on predator hunting, you know, you can just follow it around in a circle, and it comes back to it is our God given right to go out and shoot a deer and eat it with our family, or give it to our friends, or whatever we're going to do with that meat um, to give to someone. And because of that, we also have the responsibility to manage the predators. In my opinion. right.
1: And and you know what? And your argument right there, that should be enough because it's the same argument that the other side is making.
0: If everyone believed in God, John, we wouldn't be in these messes that not only the hunters and the fishermen are in, but the whole country. The
1: the whole world would be the way it is right now, for sure. No, that's that's without a doubt. But I'm going to take I'm going to take you uh, I'm going to take it to the next level, Okay. We, when we were, when I was a kid, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. There was only four and a half billion people in the world. Okay. And now there's 8 billion people in the world. We are a society of takers, consumers. All we do is take, 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 take. We do not have any, you know, anything in place. Okay. We recycle like that's, we really don't have a lot of things in place that give back. We don't conserve. We need to have a mentality to conserve things and with the conservation, when we take things, we need plans and in place to put things back. We, We need to look at everything holistically and come into a system, you know, Knowing, knowing if I, if I enter a system, if I move this, it's going to affect this on the other side and the wildlife, the North American wildlife conservation model does that. And what the other side wants, what the antis want, they want to preserve. They don't want to conserve. They want to preserve and preservation is going to end up into destruction because they're sitting, nobody can use it. Nobody, you know, they're sitting there hoarding their hoarding their, uh, you know, their toys, right. They don't want anybody else to play with them. Yeah. And nobody can enjoy them. Nobody can use them. Nobody can consume them, but there's nothing in place to put them back when they're gone. And there's no system of, no system of finance to manage, no system of There, nothing is in place. But if they are to succeed and have, like, get rid of, let's say we get rid of the predator hunting, we're going to have what's called predator pits. We're going to have a very unbalanced, and, and let's say they win everything, okay? And we really, we give back hunting. We will just stop hunting altogether, right? we walk away from wildlife management let's let let's let wildlife do its thing i don't i don't agree with you i don't think it will it would go back and the reason why i don't think it would go back is because man is going back to what i was saying before there's so many of us now and we're so we have consumed so much land and we we, we interact and with everything roads and everything, everything. Affects.
0: We, we had a mountain lion rolling through Cody, Wyoming today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dude, I've had it here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. This is like straight up suburbia, you know, I'm not, I don't live in the sticks and uh, we, we see them here all the time. You know, they come and drink out of when the water's drought bad. They come drink out of the, the man-made lakes and in people's communities and whatnot. Yeah so and and it goes beyond that so i agree with you maybe in those like really remote areas of giant wilderness after a series of cycles going back and forth where the prey animals die off right you know the predators get more and more and more the prey dies off and then then the predators start dying off and then the prey starts coming back and goes goes back and forth you're gonna have this vicious cycle for six seven eight maybe more decades and then eventually it might even out in in those areas that man does not have a lot of impact but in areas that there's impact yeah i got news for you we are part of that system
0: well we're, we're you already, like it or not like i said i mean we trust me we manage mountain lions very well here in wyoming um and there's still a cat rolling through town, you know, because of that, that interface that you're talking Mm -hmm. about. So, yeah, I, I I actually agree, you know, there would, at very least, we can agree that there would be an extremely high amount of negative interactions. You know, if you think, you know, a lion walking through town every once in a while. I mean, look look. Look at California where they don't hunt bears. They literally have videos of of bears, you know, walking into people's backyards. Uh some of these, you know, uh I don't know where the videos necessarily come from, but I've seen uh wolves rolling into people's uh backyards, uh mm-hmm. snatching up their dogs, you know, and just so yeah, that you're you're absolutely right. That interface yeah, alone, I mean, you know that that kind of overlapping area would, um, yeah, just not responsible. It's not
1: responsible. I have a friend of mine that has. He lives in Lompoc, which is, you know, suburban. No, no, it's suburban like, you know, to the T suburban, not outskirts, not anything. It's pretty close to the coast. He's got a little park down the street, and that park um, is attached to maybe like a twenty-acre little woodlot that kind of falls off into a canyon. And he used to see deer, so he would he put a trail camera down there. He had five different lions where his grandson. Goes to play on the park right there, so yeah, negative negative uh, conflict between animals and yeah and uh, you know animals animals and humans are going to happen, but that's I mean their their whole thing is they want to be able to enjoy the animals and look at them and cherish them, but they don't understand that wildlife is not going to be <laughs> what it is today. It is today what it is because of the efforts yeah. of hunters and anglers. It's not, it's not there because
0: coincidence.
1: It's it's coincidental, you know. It's not there just because, (laughs) because, you know it does. It doesn't happen that way, and most people don't understand that. And I think that's the biggest message right now. Yes, I. There's two messages I want to really hit home, and that is one. It doesn't matter what you hunt, what you do. You need to be part of a bigger thing. And that is the hunt. We need to stop looking at hunting as an individual sport, and and view it as a community.
0: Well, I I think you what know? you mean is like what you know. Let's say you're just a bird hunter. You might look at you know mountain lion management and just kind of meh, like. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't oh, affect oh, me right? yeah it doesn't really affect me or whatever, and then right. you know the I only hunt elk and I'm not worried about this or i I'm actually just a fisherman or you know whatever well trust me um you know fishing might be the last one, but they're coming for all of it you know, and this you're seeing it again right now is the worst that I can remember um you know at least in the in the recent past yeah. where there's like Washington like you said washington oregon uh you know, California is probably always under fire, uh, Arizona, Colorado, um, going through stuff. So,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's a shitty, excuse my French again. It's a crappy thing that, uh, that we have to deal with, you know, the the guy that's in New York that hunts whitetail, you know, out of a tree stand and what does he care about the guy? Yeah. We need him. You know, what does he care about the guy in Nevada that's hunting mule deer's arms? Like, it just, there's a disconnect. But the problem is, we need everybody, everybody to lock arms like the anti hunters do. Because, you know, when they have an issue, they're all on the same page that they don't want to see animals die. So the save the whales guys get involved with the polar bear guys and the polar bear guys get involved. Like that's just, that's the way it is. We don't have that. We don't have that unity. We don't have that, you know, cohesiveness where the predator hunters and yeah, the, we're, the over, hunters,
0: we're over here arguing you know. about which, you know, yeah, whether we're too use about a we're, compound or a traditional bow. Exa- best,
1: exactly. You know, <laughs> we're, you know, we're too busy worrying well, about who's wearing sicken and who's that, wearing kuyu.
0: Yeah. And that, you know? that, that brings up, a, a a point that i also thought of today that i want to add in here you know there was a trail camera ban in utah recently and in um, arizona we lost in, it here first And in arizona right and it i mean it puts everyone in the hunting community up in arms one way or the other you either love it or you hate it i personally am for it uh a lot of guys you know are not and right. um it's i i had um I had a guy slide into my DMs, right? And and start kind of questioning why I would, you know, post that or feel that way or whatever. And and we went back and forth and, you know, uh I didn't I don't see it the same as, you know, the the regulation uh side anyway, not not important, right? What I'm getting at is that's like a fight inside your family, right? And whatever. We're gonna have those you know, do you believe we yeah. should have trail cameras or do you not? And it's going to go back and forth, right? Um, this, though, this is something that we've all got to put, you know, okay. But when someone messes with, with our family, then we're all up in arms, right? Like, this has got to be something that we put the trail cameras aside. We put the weapons aside. Um, you know, we put the little fights within the family that we have at the dinner table aside. Mm-hmm. And we band together. Um, right. And, and actually take action, you know, regardless of kind of where you're at on certain issues.
1: Exactly. I mean, and honestly, that's so that's what powerful wildlife is, uh, is trying to do. It was grown out of the necessity to have like a fast acting tool to focus all the sportsman's voice on issues concerning wildlife management in hunting and fishing. Um, it's, it's their goal to shut down any initiative that doesn't support sound management practices before it even makes it to the ballot. And certainly before it like, gets to a courtroom. Um,
0: H O W L.
1: Yeah, H O W L. And Howl I. For wildlife.org.
0: I followed the link today and it was like, it was stupid simple. Um, yeah,
1: it takes 30 seconds. Yep.
0: Name, email address, I think, maybe phone number. I can't even remember. Um, yeah you know, went through kind of what it was doing or what it was, uh, the, showed you the email. Um, you could obviously change any of that. I think if you wanted to write your own email in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then so I liked exactly how it was written and then submit. And it said it would put my name at the bottom for me. Done. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that, and that's one of the tools. So there's several tools on there. Uh, and each band will get to open up whatever tools are necessary to win it. Uh, like the Colorado one, if you go to that one right now, there is actually a phone call, and if you click on that, it's automatically going to dial you to the office of the decision maker, okay. and it's going to give you prompts of some of the key points for you to say, for you some of the key points for you to give up, so you will not freeze up there when you're mm-hmm. you're talking to the you know congressman or whatever right. that it calls. Um, there's also, um, we haven't released this part yet because we weren't planning on releasing the website. We were just working behind the scenes and then we saw all these bands pop up and we're like, listen, we need to, we need to unleash the dragon. Right. But the, the other side of it is kind of a cool thing. Like as if hunting and saving hunting is not enough, we put a point system on there and those points. The best way I could describe it that most people understand is gonna look kind of like guide fitter once you get to a certain amount of points, you'll be able to save with the our corporate sponsors to you know purchase things from them and so on That's and so cool. forth, yeah, and it's kind of a neat deal where you know guys can buy here at what a pro staffer would get it for or something to that nature you know yeah, yeah. um. But, you know, moving forward, uh, a couple of things like I was saying, we were starting to talk about it, getting everybody on the same page. The other thing that I really want to see out of us as a community is to become more educated on how wildlife management works and what the North American conservation model is. So that you can take that information and speak intelligently with a non-hunter. I don't want you to get into arguments with anti-hunters because you're not going to change their mind. But with a non-hunter, so they understand. So they don't think you're just out there running around in a pickup truck drinking beer and shooting up out everything. the window. Yeah. Right. Because that's, you know, that's that's how we're painted. We've been painted like that in mass media. Mainstream media since probably the 40s. Yeah. If you look at Disney movies and any like really yeah. any movie hunters, that I can think, hunters of, are
0: either extremely Hunter. cruel, you know, and they're just like they're right. savages, or um, that are just bloodthirsty, you know, like crazy bloodthirsty, or um like you said, they're they're Gomers, you know, they're. Yeah. they're redneck beer drinking irresponsible you know shooting stuff out the truck window you know just you know one of the two they're either super savage or super redneck
1: right aside from i'm redneck
0: of... i'm redneck but they're irresponsible <laughs> irresponsible is what i should say
1: yeah i i think that um i don't see any other than like some westerns I can't think of a single movie where the hunter is painted in a good light. Really, there might, there might be some, but I am off the top of my head. I can't, but I can think of 10 off the top of my head where they're not, yeah. you know, where they're vill- villainized. So it's important for us to gain the hearts and minds of the non-hunting public by having them understand how it works having them understand that it takes seven days 14 miles a day up and down busting your ass to even get an opportunity to shoot an no. elk we have to wait five to ten years to draw that tag <laughs> you know uh, it, they just don't it's a very skewed view and because there's those bad seeds you know that that have made it that way um and again the propaganda and the lies that are pumped out by the other side doesn't help at all so but let's not help them even more by doing stupid crap and putting putting dumb videos up and yeah
0: or know, that's, or that's- how about this um, not shooting ourselves in the foot by demonizing guys like uh Joe Rogan and Aaron Snyder and Cam Haynes and these guys who you know whether they hunt exactly the way that you like to hunt or prefer to hunt or whatever um have audiences in the millions right that are that are prime candidates for what we're talking about right those guys in other words Absolutely. what I, what I'm yeah. getting at and what I'm going to say is like if Matt Ranella had his way like we would lose touch with every single one of those you know gray area kind of mid-range guys that you're talking about right so Mm -hmm. not only was he completely off base and very self-centered and self-serving in his opinion um but you know we can't fall into that trap where we're demonizing these guys that are um our advocates that again i don't care if cam haynes or um, Joe Rogan hunt the hill ranch like I couldn't care less no, honestly right? I, 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 I wish I could
1: I'll be honest it. <laughs> I'll
0: be honest I, I don't and if I could afford it I, you mark my words I'll, I'll never go and we'll never find out because I'm never going to be able to afford that <laughs> so maybe that's why I can say it but it doesn't matter right yeah, good good, good, for you, thing, good for you good for me we're yeah. all in this and man you know yeah. don't don't shoot the you know don't shoot down the the guys who have the most influence, you know, just because, you know, just because,
1: right? I mean, right? Gosh dang! Uh, no, I know, and it happens all the time, man. We're we're so good, and in the real the real reason behind that all, and this is might be another podcast uh, topic, but it's jealousy. It really is. It, people, anytime and i'm gonna I'm just gonna use myself as a as a as, a, as a, an example because obviously I could speak to my own experiences better than somebody else's. Anytime I'm having an exceptional year, those are the years that I get the most. Um, hunter hunter on hunter hate. Why is that right? Because obviously, John Stallone must be cheating right? I must be doing something because otherwise Billy Bob would be having the same success as me. What makes John better than, what makes John better than me? Why is he having, he must be cheating. He must be poaching. He must be doing, you know, you know that kind of stuff. And it happens all the time. And they see these guys out there and they're having tremendous success on these giant animals and doing all these things. And they're like, well, that guy isn't a real hunter. He's paying for it. Well, you know, whatever. That's his prerogative. He's got the money to do it. And, you know, great.
0: Well, right. l- l- lucky for me, I've never had that successful of a season, so I don't get any hate. But uh, <laughs> anyway, back back to – I, I, I want to drive home real quick just w- where um, where specifically is there any other – um, I'm going to try to put, I'll try to go on and organize and grab the links, um, that I've seen floating around for these other petitions for these other States. Um, mm-hmm. but, and, and I'll be honest, I don't, you know, I dove into the Arizona one cause I listened to your other podcast. but, um, you know, is the Oregon and Washington, is that, is that all predator stuff or is it different? Do you know?
1: So Washington is right now is trying to get their bear season back. Okay. And they're also dealing with trying to get they're missing two commissioners. One commissioner one commissioner resigned, the other one's um term was up and the governor still hasn't appointed somebody. So they've been deadlocked for I think it's I don't know, I I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe it's four to four. They're deadlocked of four and against. The bear hunting and the tie basically goes to the complaint doesn't go to the status quo yeah. which is crazy to me but well, that's how it works there I, and um, uh, the problem is that they have is that the large majority of their commission is really it anti- like i don't want to say anti-hunting but pretty much anti-hunting not pro anti-hunting yeah. sympathetic for sure and so there's there's that going on uh in colorado they're going for the cats i mean the bill even cites links and links are you can't even hunt links there. It's like <laughs> i don't like it makes no freaking sense but um i know there's one's I, I don't want to say that because I'm going to be speaking out of turn because I haven't got the information across my desk, desk yet, but all right. there's a couple actually um, back east and there's there's a couple of Midwest that we're probably going to get involved in here too um, because that's the point, right? We want to unite everybody. We want to unite all the hunters. And uh, the other one is for the second year in a row, they're going for bear hunting, complete ban of bear hunting in california yeah they want bear hunting to stop until the fishing game department does a proper survey does a proper this proper that is it that's a whole thing Yeah, and all all the statistics that they are citing is all like fudge and um and misconstrued
0: well i wish i came cocked with more information a little bit um you know this is obviously the arizona one was specifically what we were going to talk about but mm-hmm. man honestly these things hit and they come so fast like well that's just what they did. literally they just today right yeah, literally just today the colorado stuff hit my radar um mm-hmm. you know i i messaged henry ferguson down there that's kind of the the bow hunters association chairman yeah. or whatever he is and he wasn't super worried about that one he th- he said hey this is not as big a deal as it sounds because they thought they could shut it down pretty easily but anyway i'll i'll try and link you know I'll try and I, organize I
1: don't think anything i don't think anything should be taken lightly anymore 100
0: 100 and i'll i'll try and organize at least organize links um in a couple of my instagram you know accounts and mm-hmm. for each of the states and and at least you can go you know, I'll either repost a post that someone's talking about it that knows what they're talking about um, mm-hmm. or just a link like this one. I'll just put up a link um, to go. Yeah, to... if you could
1: put up a link just to the Action Center of House yeah. of Wildlife, what happens is all those are already there.
0: OK. And you perfect. can click on it
1: and you can read about it. And perfect. You can decide whether or not you want
0: to That's, stand up for it. Literally just not. said what I was meaning or hoping yeah. to say. OK, perfect. All right. Yeah. All right, so, man. Anything else real quick?
1: Oh, I have so much stuff, but I my know. brain shut off about two hours ago. So, <laughs>
0: well, I think I think short and concise on this one, and hopefully that'll get the point across yeah. to guys that we're not no, we're sure. not, not here to BS necessarily. We're here, um, you know. This is this is this is the time to, you know. I I think you guys mentioned earlier, like likes and shares. Are good, but they don't actually do anything, you know. For no, them. no, like we, we need... I mean, we definitely
1: need you to do that so more people could see it, right. Because the way the algorithm, but at work, the end of the day, people aren't liking you know and sharing it, then, then yeah. it's not relevant, so they won't show, you know, they yeah. won't show your whole it's crazy, you know. So, I have I don't know, 25, 000 followers, something like that on Instagram, and you'll make a post, and if you don't get X amount of likes in a Engagement. certain amount of time, yeah, it. it you get you don't, it shadows I mean, it yep you don't get anybody like okay you get like 200 likes or whatever yeah.
0: but like even if, what, you know, 1%, if you know one percent even one percent yeah even if one guy shares it and does nothing and then you know to, to three other guys and then they do nothing and then three other guys and they don't actually do anything and they just keep resharing it you know where where are we getting so Exactly, uh, and click, that happens click, so much. It does. It's kind of the easy, the easy out button. You kind of feel like, oh yeah, I forwarded that. Like, phew, you know that does seem like a big problem. And then you go back. Social your justice hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, virtue. Right? Sure. So yeah, don't exactly. don't just virtue signal. um Click on click on the links and just again, right? It's very simple and sounds like you guys have a good system ironed out to do it. So.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean it was orig- originally built for all the hunting organizations to use as a tool so like rocky mountain elk foundation Wilder foundation so on and so forth to use as a tool because when we were fighting the ban for uh, of sb 52 um in in california last year which was the bear which was a bill um We got 20, we used change.org, you know, as, as the tool change.org got, we got 27,000 signatures and got that, they knocked off the ballot. But the one thing that didn't sit right with me was we also got 20, almost $20,000 in donation. And that money just goes to change.org. Uh-huh. And I'm like, do you know how many things are on change.org that are anti-hunting? Yeah. <laughs> There's more anti-hunting than there is pro hunting on there. Way more. So I don't want to give money to change.org. That's the first thing I said to Charles. I was like, dude, we need to start on our own change.org because yeah. this is ridiculous. And that's what we that's what we're doing, basically. That's kind of like where the you know, with a brainchild. I had just had an epiphany one day, and I'm like, and Charles. You know, he was all about every, And he kind of took it and went and, went and blew it up into a, into a, it's like what it is today with all these different bells and whistles. And I, I was just about the petition, but he's got it all set up for emails and phone calls and this and that. And I mean, it's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Cause we, uh, we spent a lot of time and uh, there was a lot of money spent and um but now we have a system that will do that fast action will, will do what it needs to do reach the decision makers and now the money
0: stays it stays in our pays market. pays yeah.
1: for what's you know it pays for the the system right i gotta be perfectly honest i mean maybe this is not something i should be discussing on the, on the air but it costs tens of thousands of dollars a month to be hooked up with all the decision makers there's outside parties third-party programs that you have to use to get that um but the surplus money that what is planned for it right now there hasn't been any surplus money but when there is surplus money we're, we're planning on doing what the other organizations do very well and that is you know develop waters possibly, you know, habitat development, stuff like that. That's that is the plan. Is that if there is excess money, that money is going to go towards a special project that is directly affects wildlife management. You know, what well, effectively affects wildlife, I should say, not management. But. Love it. So
0: Hey yeah. John. Well, I appreciate you just All right, uh, man. Thank I, you. I, yeah, for taking I, the time. Well, I know I know this is important. It's important to all of us. Um and you know, I know that you've been going real hard on this. So appreciate you taking the time to to uh you know, jump on each one of these podcasts and it'll it'll definitely pay off. So
1: Yeah, and thank and thank you for, for having the platform for us to do that on. Thank yep, you. No problem, man. All right, buddy. have yeah. a good one and uh keep up the good fight. Yep.
0: You too. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Finding Backcountry podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and mention it to your friends. But the best thing you can do, leave a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. For notes and links to
1: this and other episodes, please visit findingbackcountry.com.